0: Get me from Studio A in Arcata behind the redwood red curtain, curtain. It's time for Suckatash. Yes, Suckatash, the comedy soundcast soundcast featuring snippets from comedy soundcast and also interviews with comedians, comedian soundcasters, and other showbiz folk. And now, here's this episode's host from up the coast, the man who puts the X in Xbox and the tie on antisocial, comedy soundcast soundcaster, Tyson Saner. Saner. In, in. 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 in.
1: Saluto, and me, Tyson Saner, and I welcome, welcome you to Suckatash, episode 257. Last week in episode 256, show creator Mark Hershon had a quartet of Soundcast clips on offer to you from the Soundcasts, known as the Ron Burgundy Podcast, May I Elaborate with J.B. Smooth, Comedy Has an Ouchie, and the Jock Doc Podcast. I can with great confidence say that it was an excellent show last week, potentially getting people interested in other folks' soundcasting efforts from around the globe. I do actually listen to episodes of Succotash that I don't host because I'm also a fan of the show, which, as we are wont to point out lately, has been going on for ten years now. One of the side effects of listening to as many soundcasts as I have been for over a decade now is that my mind is constantly exposed to new information in a way that apparently sacrifices some of my ability to recall certain things. For example, for example, I've apparently forgotten how to spell example because I've written it here as exempla. Anyway, for example, in this week's edition of Succotash, I've got clips for you from the Soundcasts, Blake's Takes for God's Sakes, Good Game Nice Try, and Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. And I think I may have a memory of Succotash featuring clips from at least one of these Soundcasts before, but I am not sure also, I refuse to look it up, because I'm really not that worried about it. So why bring it up? Well, I gotta write about something. I'm making one-sided conversation with you. Speaking of one-sided conversations, some soundcasts are hosted by one person, without a co-host. And the first clip on offer is one of those. It's the aforementioned Blake's Takes, for God's Sakes, from comedian Blake Wexler. Its description says, through, and then in parentheses, often incoherent, close parentheses, free association. Comedian Blake Wexler improvises 45 minutes of takes on subjects ranging from his own massive legs to the best animated bears of all time. So far, my money is on the gummy bears. Uh, Disney's the gummy bears. That I added. That was not in his show description. So the clip I've chosen is from May 26th of 2021. It has a breakdown in its description. It says, intro, colon, in a basement... And then that's from what looks like 20 seconds to 23 minutes and 33 seconds. And then proposal slash engagement takes uh, from 23 minutes and 40 seconds to 42 minutes and 49 seconds. I've chosen to take a clip from the bit where he talks about his proposal slash engagement, uh, which is part of a larger segment that I've taken a smaller segment from. So it's not like I've taken all of what is obviously the kind of the feature of this particular episode of blake's takes for god's sakes
2: i guess my biggest take on getting engaged is uh if you are i'm speaking from uh the heterosexual uh relationship that i'm in um the dynamic that i'm in so this obviously may not be the right thing for you and i'm well aware that uh you know Gender dynamics are different for everybody, so I don't want you to think that I'm making some sweeping like men have to do this, women want this. Like I guess that's the whole point of my riff at the beginning is that uh, no bit, that's not how I feel. I'm I'm literally just speaking from my own specific personal experience, obviously, but you you know that. I just felt a need to say it just um, just in case. So, um, what I I guess my biggest if you're the proposer, um, which I was. The biggest thing that I would recommend, honestly, is do what they do everything that will make it special to them. because for me, that also makes it special for me. Does that make sense? or special to me? So for her, um, my uh, fiance is very is a more private person, you know? So to do it in a public space, like surrounded by people would not have been enjoyable for her, right? Because it's a very special day for you, but here think if you're the proposer keep this in mind is that you know that this is coming. You know what I mean? Like you know that you'll be proposing soon. Um you're not going to be taken surprise by this. So, I guess keep that in mind as well is that if your future fiance doesn't know that like doesn't know that you're going to propose, like there isn't a date, you know, like then keep in mind that uh, this person's going to be surprised, and surprised people might do like a weird thing, or they might act, they might start crying, they might start celebrating, they might say no. You know, she might. might by the way, she did say no initially. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> this is this has been my sixteenth try in three days uh, to try to get her to marry me. So it finally worked. Um, but uh, no, I, I would. That's so. Do keep that in mind that uh, they'll likely be surprised, and then there's factors that come along with that. Also, but I guess the biggest thing is do what they would want. And I'm not saying that in a way like don't sacrifice things that are meaningful to you, you know, necessarily. Because if you're doing that, you probably shouldn't be fucking getting married anyway. <laughs> you know, I, I would imagine you're probably going to be on the same page about things. But my biggest piece of advice is what is special to both of you? While tailoring it, while removing anything that's not special to them, does that make sense? So any proposal to me would have been. So what what we did is, um I was on stage at Helium Comedy Club and I proposed in the middle of one of my dick jokes. No, I'm kidding. It would be the worst. Some people were like, "Oh, like what do you thinking about doing it?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Were you going to do it?" So basically, for my fiance, if I proposed from the stage in a stand-up comedy club and she said this she was like oh he doesn't know me at all you know what I mean so that was obviously and I wouldn't do that anyway I'm more creative than that um I also uh, wasn't going to do it at like a baseball game I had an idea obviously but one of my ideas was oh it would be nice to do it surrounded by friends and family you know if like All of a sudden, we were somewhere for a walk, and then, oh, shit, there's her mom, and there's her dad, and then there's uh, our best friend or whatever. But then I'm like, oh, well, that's not how things work. And that's another piece of advice that I would like to give. Another take is remove as many moving parts from your proposal as possible where – I have a, uh, one of my best friends, he, I remember, wanted to propose, and then he found out that his people were flying in to celebrate, like, literally, it was a huge production, and then he found out his fucking ring wasn't going to be ready, so he had to cancel everything, which is, um, I don't get nervous, what the fuck is that noise? This is what happens when you're a basement. You, when you, I am a basement, by the way, now. I I, I would like to I identify as basement because uh, I'm dark, uh, musty, and people don't like to go inside me.
1: <laughs> you can find Blake Wexler on Twitter, at Blake Wexler, all lowercase B-L-A-K-E-W-E-X-L-E-R. And you can also find it at BlakeWexler.com slash podcast, because he still calls them podcasts, as do many people. Of course, we here at Succotash call them soundcasts, and there's a whole story attached to that that I will not go into here. I'd also like to say another thanks for, uh, to Blake Wexler for being such a good sport in the past. Uh, about five years ago, I created a remix of audio that he made on the Todd Glass Show, and also Todd Glass, uh, audio of them both speaking and yelling and making sounds, and that became a dance song called Cursed, which you can find on my SoundCloud. It is free. And um, it is also on a charity album that was put together by a soundcast I used to associate with much more in the past called Combat Radio. Combat Radio is also on BrigadeRadio1.org, and it features many, 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 many other soundcasts with many, 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 many other people. And uh, I featured a couple of them on my episodes of Suckatash in the past. Oh, Blake Wexler also has a Patreon, so you can go to Patreon.com and type in B-L-A-K-E. W-E-X-L-E-R, and figure out what that's all about. All right, next up, Good Game, Nice Try from Team Coco. So, its description says, What happens when a Twitch star joins forces with the brains behind Conan's Clueless Gamer? Pure video game magic. Each week, Sonya Reed, also known as OMG It's Firefox, and Aaron Blay Blayart nerd out with your favorite actors, musicians, comedians, gamers, and athletes who are as passionate about gaming as they are. From T-Pain venting about Pac-Man to Atomic Mari becoming a real-life Lara Croft, guests share the games that they most loathe and love. Plus, there will be epic stories, reviews, recommendations, and giveaways. I went back to the very beginning of the Soundcast archive to take a clip from the first episode, which posted on November 20th, 2020, and is called T-Pain vs. Pac-Man. The episode's description says Good Game Nice Try kicks off with the Grammy Award-winning rapper and Twitch star T-Pain! Mr. Bayou Drank himself stops by to chat with Sonya and Blay about his vendetta against Pac-Man, what he thinks of his early lyrics, and in the parentheses it says Hint colon cringy! and how 8-bit sound inspired his music. Plus, a clueless Conan O'Brien opines on Among Us. Yes, that's one thing that they have added to this program, is uh, little snippets of basically miniature Clueless Gamers episode. And if you've never seen Clueless Gamer, which was mentioned at the beginning of the description of this, it is Conan O'Brien, the talk show host, the American talk show host, uh, being exposed to video games by Aaron Blayard and reacting to them in various ways. Mostly with Uh, derision and confoundment and always entertaining, always entertaining, uh, at least in my opinion. So good comedy content, good gaming content, good game. Nice try. Anyway, here's the clip.
0: I
2: think the one thing I appreciate about you is that, you know, with the the popularity and the rise and everything of Twitch, you know, so many artists have kind of jumped on the Twitch bandwagon, but you are an OG. Yes. i am I an OG? You, like, OG. An You've OG. been on it. I, for I came in when Twitch was
3: fairly new. You're driving and, and the bandwagon yeah. everyone is jumping onto. I tried to, man. I tried to. I've been You're on Twitch since I've been on Twitch since 2014. Yeah. Uh, my first stream was like a collaboration with PlayStation. We were doing some stuff, but man, it's it's been a journey and i still like, you know, I'm not just promoting it every day. This is just something I like to do because just, you know, Excuse my friends, but talking shit to myself just feels weird. <laughs> so I try to get other people involved, so so it kind of alleviates my awkwardness. And yeah. you know, just, so I try to bring other people on and just like, please somebody listen to me, so I don't think I'm going crazy. <laughs> like, just, I don't want to keep whispering to these games and screaming at and yeah. screaming at my monitors and stuff. I don't want to keep doing that. Just just come look at me do this. And I'll talk to you guys. You talk to me to be like we're in the same room, and nobody is as awkward as we are in real life, and we'll be good,
2: be fine. And as a fan, I think it's extremely cool, like that visceral connection. It's the live aspect. It's amazing, right? I mean, absolutely. Like, what's one thing that that you like love about the live streaming that kind of surprised you when you first started uh, doing it all those years ago?
3: You know what? The community, the community of Twitch. And everybody that, that had a part in actually watching me and, you know, uh, were actually joining along and were teaching me, you know, how things worked on Twitch when I first got on. And the fact that nobody was like, uh, the fuck is this? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that nobody right. nobody and it, and it wasn't a big deal. Gaming wasn't such a big deal back then. So right. it didn't look like I was trying to break into a different audience or I was trying to sell records or anything like that. It was genuinely yeah. something I wanted to do and something I was already doing on the road anyways. And I was just letting fans into another part of my life. But I mean, I think that the the surprise for me was the the acceptance. Yeah. That everybody was mm-hmm. like okay with me, just like coming in their crib and just like okay, <laughs> we'll we'll <laughs> up. we'll see where this is going. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna keep our eye on you, you slick bitch. I'm gonna we're gonna figure it out. But no, no, but it, it worked. out. I think that the acceptance was, was the biggest surprise for me coming in.
2: Yeah, the support, the supportive community in in Twitch, especially, I think is is really great. And it's for interesting sure. because you know there are there's this weird like stigma of of I think. Oh, don't read the comments on the Internet because they're bad. <laughs> but but I do think like someone like yourself or or and you, too, Sonia, like you guys are are so great uh, as people that I think your community reflects that as well.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think people don't fuck with me as much because I'm not I'm not I'm not a piece of shit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your community yeah. definitely reflects who you are because they, you know, you enable certain people to be dicks, and then you know <laughs> you, you you start getting that toxicity coming into your channel. You don't want that. I want love, positivity. I want people to become friends because of my stream. You know, yes, even last yes. night when I was streaming last night, I'm like, guys, just get, just be friends. Exchange, <laughs> 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 Exchange numbers. Exchange uh, Tinder profiles. It, it do all that. Be merry have said if if somebody says they had sex with somebody because of my stream Is
1: that a if win? somebody
3: actually has a sexual encounter because of the, because they met somebody on my stream i'm in it I'm, I'm officially a, it. I'm officially
2: a part of that sexual relationship yes. Yes. that's me. I did that I will say that somebody <laughs> in my audience said that they they've been in a long term relationship. Because they've met on my chat, really? Like it's bo- it's sex. possible. See, it's you, you're making you, magic. You're you, making magic happen. You have happen. sex
3: with them every time they have sex. Yeah. Every
2: time I, <laughs> they're thinking about
3: you. Every time they have sex, they're thinking. I about hope you. that's not in the back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so you can find the show on Twitter at Good Game Nice Try, which is at capital G O O D capital G A M E capital N I C E capital T R Y. T T-Pain can be found at. All caps, T-P-A-I-N. Sonia Reed can be found at capital O, capital M, capital G, I-T-S-F-I-R-E-F-O-X-X. Aaron Blayart can be found at capital A-A-R-O-N, capital B-L-E-Y-A-E-R-T. Conan O'Brien can be found at capital C-O-N-A-N, capital O, capital B-R-I-E-N. By the way, if you go to www.goodgamenicetry.com, You are redirected to the show's page on Apple Podcasts.
0: Hello, friends. Bill Haywatt here. As we move swiftly into midterm election season, now is the time to gingerly extract yourself from those time-consuming, soul-sucking political debates with your so-called friends in order to get on with the business of just living. But how to do it? That's the question. Introducing Henderson's new pushover pants, the perfect garment for those who just don't want to fight anymore, unlike most pants that are designed to give you full stride for your ride, so to speak, pushover pants have both legs stitched together right along the inseam from crotch to ankle. If you want to move at all, you can only do it taking literally little baby steps. What's more, you are now an easy target for anyone looking to knock you off balance with a simple push, sending you tumbling down onto the ground. Now, you won't be expected to stand your because you actually cannot. And your friends will be able to walk all over you on their way to the ballot box with you in no position to do more than roll around feeling sorry for yourself. Originally designed from Mamby Pambies, Widow Babies, and 97-pound Snowflake Weaklings. Henderson's Pushover Pants are available wherever belligerent salespeople and dime-store dicks are employed. That's Henderson's giving you a leg up since 1921. And now back to suck
1: mm, Thank you, Bill Haywatts. Finally tonight, a clip from a show called Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard, which is credited as being from Armchair Umbrella. So, the description of this program says, Hi, I'm Dax Shepard. I'm not doing his voice, I'm just reading this. I, uh... I don't think I've been exposed to his voice. Even after this entire episode listened listen to, I don't think I've been exposed enough to do an impression. Plus, I feel like it would be a little tacky. So let me start again. Hi, I'm Dax Shepard, and I love talking to people. I'm endlessly fascinated by the messiness of being human, and I find people who are vulnerable and honest about their struggles and shortcomings to be incredibly sexy. Oh. I invite you to join me as I explore other people's stories. We will celebrate, above all, the challenges and setbacks that ultimately lead to growth and betterment. What qualifies me for such an endeavor? More than a decade of sobriety, a degree in anthropology, and four years of improv training. I will attempt to discover human truths, in quotes, without any laboratory work, clinical trials, or data collection. I will be, in the great tradition of 16th century scientists, an armchair expert." Aha. Okay. so. Now, you wouldn't know it from that description, but the soundcast also features a co-host named Monica Padman. Now, while looking for social media links for her, I found a Wikipedia article instead, which I will read an excerpt of here. Monica Padman is an Indian-American podcaster, actor, and producer. She is best known for co-creating, co-hosting, and editing the podcast Armchair Expert alongside co-host Axe Shepard. As an actor, she has appeared in films and television shows, including... Chips, The Good Place, Rutherford Falls, and Ryan Hansen Solves Crimes on Television. Alright, so the clip I've chosen is from the episode May 31st, 2021. It is with Vincent D'Onofrio, and it says it's Vincent D'Onofrio Returns. And numerically, this is episode 331, apparently. The description of the episode says Vincent D'Onofrio, and then it gives his credits specifically as being from Full Metal Jacket, Jurassic World, and Mother that is M-U-T-H-A, is an actor and author. Vincent returns to the armchair expert to discuss his new book of short poems, his new book of short poems, 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 hmm. his acting process to find, sorry, I'm just going to have to start that again, Vic- I'm going to have to make a choice on how to pronounce poems. poems, 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 Vincent returns to the armchair expert to discuss his new book of short poems, his acting process to find his character's voice, and being a perfectionist about learning his lines. Huh. Vincent and Dax talk about their love for Chris Pratt, their scuba diving experiences, and that they want to collaborate on a project involving Dax's drawings. Vincent explains that he never gets nervous around other actors and that he wants Dax to move to Europe with him someday. The clip I've chosen is from a segment of the conversation where guest Vincent D'Onofrio is lathering on high praise for a game show that Dax Shepard apparently hosted at one point.
4: It's tough with Chris, too, because Chris is really, really good at being a straight man. He's very, very good at it. I've never seen the Parks and Recs thing. I I try not to see anything that my friends have done well in just because of, you know, (laughs) jealousy. Except for my game show. Except for the game show. What happened with the game show? You were so good in it. We haven't talked about that on here, have we? No. I just want to preface what you're about to say with something else.
5: Okay. Also, you can finish on Chris if you want. I just got excited about that.
4: No, I it. want to talk about the game show. Okay. So to me, there was a couple of scenes with a couple of guests. I call them scenes because it was like <laughs> drama. It was like high drama. So there's two things going on with me when I'm watching it. One is he looked fucking amazing in those suits. I know, I know. I mean, unbelievable. Oh, the hair, but the suits. Like, how the fuck did that happen? Like, (laughs) honestly, it was like, (laughs) wow. (laughs) It was. And there was a different one each time, so you got to see, like, a new thing every time. (laughs) And then there was these two brothers, Mm. and he got in the middle of it, man. Mm, He was like, oh, my God. (laughs) He just
5: took it it off. story? No, these were these magic brothers, right? They had been, like, raised... In this Oregon kind of commune, they all played banjos, and they were a bluegrass family band, right? He had rescued someone from a train. I was like, I couldn't even believe I was meeting these people.
4: Exactly, and I think that was one of the brothers, and the other brother spent his whole life in like a coffin somewhere. Yes, anyway, neither of them had ever seen television, and it was a pop culture quiz. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. And the drama was unbelievable. And then Dax gets in the middle of it, and just takes it off the page and just boom unbelievable unbelievable i'm telling you and the scenes where the guy is closed up in the cubicle oh my god that they sit in a cubicle and it closes up and they do this shot of one of the brothers And Dax is saying something to him as the thing closes. Dax is saying, it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You're going to be sure about this. You're going to get it. And his eyes, you see the thing closing, and his eyes are like, oh, my God, my life is fucked. I was on the edge of my seat.
3: (laughs) Wow. Oh, my
4: God. I get this fucking text from Vincent that
5: basically says, oh, my God, I love Spin the Wheel, to which I immediately reply. I don't want to talk about it <laughs> 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 ever.
4: Oh, cuz you don't want to get in your
2: head about yes, it.
5: Yes, yeah. cuz talking about like what you said earlier, if you heard your own voice acting for whatever reason that the Spin the Wheel experience in particular, for me to play a game show host, I just had to commit in a way I don't know that I've ever had to commit and I didn't ever want to see if I wasn't pulling it off cuz I knew I wouldn't be able to then do it again. Right. And so even talking with you about it scared the bejesus out of me. Yeah, And I don't know if you detected that and then you changed what you were going to say. Like, maybe you were going to say, like, what the fuck are you doing in front of this five-story wheel? No, no. no. But then you detected that it, you could ruin my life, like, with just one I am text.
4: totally so, fucking
5: <laughs> sincere about it. Honestly. I, I, I thought it was really riveting. Tell. Yes. Then I enjoyed the hell out of it. Because the way he was describing it felt like some French noir movie or something. Exactly. Like, I felt like I really, <laughs> I really had done something.
4: Yeah. Oh! <laughs> I mean, the two <laughs> things combined, there was also, I won't get into it because I don't want to, I mean, we do have 24 hours, but I don't want to get into it. But there was another episode with a girl mm-hmm. and her sister, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you guys like to pull the sibling family. thing. Generally family, yeah. Which is like really high drama if you
5: think about it. For sure, because they're bringing all this baggage in. The
4: yeah, yeah. In and the two women were so sweet and they loved each other so much, but there was this hate in them for each other as well that you could see <laughs> as the game turned, as the game rolled forward, you're like, oh my God, they're never going to speak to each other again. And Dax in the suit... Because you you can't have one without the other. He steps forward in the suit and he looks at both of them and he says something like, this is going to be okay. This is going to be all okay, right.
3: So he had one line. It was like. <laughs> well, in uh,
4: Vincent's memory, yeah.
5: yeah I, had one, I had a catchphrase <laughs> on it. It's going to be okay. <laughs> it seems like you really connected with the, it's going to be okay portions of the show. Maybe
4: you felt like I was telling you yes. it's going to be okay. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't want to go off track here. Okay. okay. <laughs> you can't say that it's not true that you did have that kind of presence on the show when things got rough well here's what i thought i was good at is when things got hairy i think i do
5: shine in that situation it's okay it's okay i think i told you the most incredible surreal out-of-body experience of the whole thing was that we would find out whether the person just lost two hundred thousand dollars or won four hundred thousand dollars and then within nine seconds i gotta tell you to tune into the next episode. That was the most incredible turn of my life. You know, like, and just not to get into the, how the sausage is made, but in a scene, a turn might be like, Vincent's very angry at his son, and he's screaming at him, and then his son says something that breaks through, and he actually realizes, uh, that's my fault, and he feels compassion, and so that's right. a turn. Well, this had to be, two people are crying, we've just found this out, they won nothing. You guys, I want you to remember that no matter what happened today you have each other which is invaluable tune in next week to unbelievable scream the promo for the next episode and yeah i mean you have to imagine how fraudulent i felt every single time i did
4: that i mean yeah yeah because it's a job it comes down to you being able to turn that quickly yeah for sure but just to reiterate i'm not wrong about his
1: presence on the show all right so you can find the show on twitter at Armchair Expo Pod, that is capital A R M C H A I R, capital E X P, capital P O D. You can find the guest Vincent D'Onofrio at all lowercase V I N C E N T D O N O F R I O. Now Monica Padman does not appear to be on Twitter, but you can find her on Instagram at um, all lowercase M L P A D M A N. Uh, now, for some additional interesting information. According to an excerpt from an article titled Podcaster Monica Padman on Embracing Change, written by Adrian Ferrote and published on whowhatwhere.com on May 31st, 2021. Oh, same day that this soundcast posted. Uh, anyway, quote Now Padman produces the entire Armchair Expert umbrella network, which includes a wide range of other shows such as Experts on Expert, Race to 270, and Nurture vs. Nurture. Hmm. Last year, she also released a 10-episode spinoff podcast called Monica and Jess Love Boys about the journey to healthy relationships and dating. This June, so like right now, uh, somewhere around now, she will introduce a new show, Shattered Glass, alongside her co-host and longtime collaborator, Kristen Bell. Padman will deep dive with women who have put a crack in the glass ceiling, unquote. It's very likely that I'll be checking that out. Oh, and you can also find Dax Shepard on Twitter at all lowercase D-A-X-S-H-E-P-A-R-D and armchairexpertpod.com is also where you can find the show apart from being on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, probably on iHeartRadio. uh, Just put it in Google or your search engine if you don't don't want to go to armchairexpert.com or go to armchairexpertpod.com, which is A-R-M-C-H-I-R-E-X-P-E-R-T-P-O-D.com. Well, here's where we end up together. Uh, Or rather, we've ended up here together at the end. Or really, this isn't the end. Only a new beginning. (laughs) No, no, it it is the end. But only for this episode. This week, I hope you found some entertainment in this program and that you might seek out more content from the creators that we sampled for you. I hope you come back next week for more content from other people's soundcasts. Or maybe Mr. Hershon will do a chats episode with a guest and you can enjoy that content. Maybe you'll go back through our archive at www.suckatashow.com and find the mountain of entertainment that we've both made and collected over the last ten years. Me for eight years. Maybe you'll go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review our efforts favorably if it's how you feel about us. I hope you do. Maybe you'll tell other people about the content you heard within this or past episodes and recommend it to other people. That would be awesome. Maybe you'll go to one of the many music purchasing websites that exists to buy a copy of the song Hope, created by myself and one-time soundcaster and guest of Psychotash, Corey Epps. Again, it's called Hope, and it has been available for purchase for a little over two years now. It's a little more than four minutes long, and it costs somewhere between $1 and $2, and then you can love it forever and add it to your posi dance party playlist to be enjoyed by anyone who's exposed to it. Trust me, it's worth it. I'll catch you again in episode 259. So until then, be decent to each other, and please don't forget to pass the succotash.
0: You've been listening to Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast, with your host Tyson Sainer, brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Rate us and review us at Apple and Google Podcasts. Find us on the web at show.com, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on iHeartRadio, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, and wherever fine soundcasts are streamed and, and- or downloaded. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Suckatash Show. Like us on Facebook. Email us at T-Y-S-O-N at Suck-A-Tash Show.com. or call into the Suckatash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212 that number again is 818-921-7212 You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us using our direct upload link at Hightail.com u slash Suckatash. Suckatash is produced and engineered by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P, Osolito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durgis. Suckatash is executive produced by Mark Hershon. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the suckatash. Goodbye.